Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 1932.org. NBC News Radio. I'm Tammy Trujillo. A new poll just ahead of the New Hampshire primary gives former President Trump a double-digit lead over his GOP rivals. The CNN University of New Hampshire poll released on Sunday shows Trump with 50 percent support from likely Republican voters, followed by former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley at 39 percent. The New Hampshire primary takes place on Tuesday. The co-chair of President Biden's re-election campaign is touting the latest consumer sentiment report as evidence of Americans believing the economy is improving. Speaking on CNN's State of the Union, Delaware Senator Chris Coons said this month's 9% jump in consumer sentiment is the highest single-month increase in 30 years. Pope Francis is calling for the release of a group of people, including six nuns kidnapped in Haiti. The Pope asked for their release during his weekly Angelus prayer at the Vatican on Sunday. The 87-year-old pontiff also prayed for peace in the country. Tammy Trujillo, NBC News Radio. This is KCAA. The San Francisco 49ers are in the NFC Championship game for the third straight season after coming from behind to beat the Packers 24-21 at Levi Stadium. Trailing by four minutes as the final minute approached, Christian McCaffrey crossed the goal line for his second touchdown of the game to give the Niners the late lead. Niners head coach Kyle Shanahan says they were able to redeem themselves. We were all off at times, um, you know, just... And what was cool, I thought everyone who had a few plays that stuck out that, you know, either ended a drive or was why I didn't get a first down. The same thing on defense, even on special teams. San Francisco now one step away from another trip to the Super Bowl and will host either the Detroit Lions or Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the conference championship game. In the AFC, the Ravens blew out the Houston Texans 34-10 in the divisional round. Lamar Jackson completed 16 of 22 pass attempts for 152 yards and two touchdowns. That's sports. I'm Seth Everett, NBC News Radio. K-C-A-A. It's that time of year again. No, not the holidays. Medicare open enrollment. And if you have questions about Medicare, you should talk to the local experts, Paul Barrage and Associates. Paul and his agents are certified with plans that are accepted by most of the medical groups in our area. Call 909-793-0385. Their service is free, and after 42 years in the business, their agents are trained to help you pick the plan that's right for you. Zambrano Plumbing in Riverside would like to thank all the local men and women in our armed forces who risk their lives daily to preserve our freedom and way of life. God bless America. This reminder courtesy of Zambrano Plumbing in Riverside. They're the professionals serving the area with quality, integrity, and dependability. For service or an estimate, call Zambrano Plumbing at 909-772-9939. It's a bird! It's a plane! No, it's Super Roth! Okay, a gimmicky opening for a commercial about Super Roth Universal Life Insurance, but I'm sure it got your attention. Now, what is a Super Roth, you ask? It's a permanent indexed universal life insurance that's totally liquid and easily accessible once it matures, can be used to supplement retirement savings or a death benefit, or both, has no income or contribution limit, has no five-year rule like Roth IRAs, has no 10% penalty for accessing the funds before age 59 and a half. Oh, and the average historical returns are 5 to 7% annually, tax-free. Super Roths also lock in gains, which means you don't lose your money when the market is down. 
Sounds incredible, right? Sounds super? Super Roths are the way of the future, specifically your future. To see if you qualify for a Super Roth, go online to thesuperroth.com. Open for takeout and delivery, El Tapioc Mexican Food Restaurant in the Tri-City Center of Redlands is back. Their entire family is on hand to serve up their delicious burritos, machaca, chorizo, huevos rancheros, steak and eggs, just part of their mouth-watering great food. Since 1531, people have marveled at the miracle of El Tapioc, and now you can marvel at the great food the Lugo family has been serving up for over two decades, nestled quietly in the corner of the Tri-City Center shopping mall next to Burlington Coat Factory. Support them. They can't wait to serve you some of their delectable, authentic, south-of-the-border Mexican fare at great prices, served up with love. Support the area's best-loved Mexican food restaurant in these tough times. Order up a tasty meal on the phone for delivery or takeout, for breakfast, lunch, or dinner from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Call 909-307-0017. That's 909 909- 307-0017 or Google El Tapioc Redlands and treat yourself. Redlands Ranch Market is a unique full-service international grocery store that specializes in authentic food items from Mexico, India, and from many Mediterranean and Asian countries, including popular items from the U.S. They offer fresh-baked items from their in-house bakery, house-made tortillas from their tortilleria, a delicious array of prepared Mexican foods, a terrific fresh fruit and juice bar, and a large selection of meats, seafoods, and deli sandwiches, salads, and halal meats. Their produce department is stocked full with fresh local and hard-to-find international fruits and vegetables that you cannot find anywhere else. Don't forget to stop into the massive Beer Cave and experience the largest selection of domestic, artisan, and imported beers in the IE. They can also cater your next event with one of their delicious takeout catering trays of food. Visit them at RedlandsRanchMarket.com. That's RedlandsRanchMarket.com. Redlands Ranch Market, a unique and fun shopping destination. Miss your favorite show? Download the podcast at kcaaradio.com. KCAA. This is Empire Talks Back. I'm Wallace Allen. Anthony Garcia, the Mood Master. <laughs> Our great Mood Master. Our background bass player. Friend of mine. Background the wall that you lean on. Something you can depend on. Something that you spend your time knowing. Well, you don't even think about it because you know it's there. And he's reminded me of so many other uh, employment dependable situations. He came in, walking through the door, asking about when is he going to get his raise. Whew, I said, ooh. <laughs> My man, Anthony Garcia, the mood master, the greatest bass player in this room, without a doubt. And that's because I'm not playing anymore. No, no, he's a great teacher, too. Anthony, you are you considering doing music lessons again? Okay, we'll want to let the world... We'll want to let the world know about that. Okay, we're going to start the program. This is Empire Talks Back. I'm Wallace Allen on the case for truth and justice with the right information to help improve the situation. And our situation, uh, could it be better? Well, if you're homeless and you were out in the rain last night, you know it could be better. If you were without, uh, if you are not homeless, if you have a home and you have a heart and you thought about some of the people who were out in the rain or maybe you were watching some football games and saw the rain and the snow and you saw wow, that's got to be inconvenient for somebody somewhere. Well, that's the truth. Well, we're going to talk about how you can help and be part of eradicating the homeless circumstance. And we're also going to talk about a big birthday and a big event and a big attitude that's taking place and coming to take place. And we want you to participate in that, too. It's um, 
Well, yeah, let me, let me give you a save the date for the big birthday circumstance. But on the 4th of February, well, before I get into that, let me, let me introduce the person who is really uh, probably uh, the bandmaster, the cheerleader, the, uh, I couldn't say groupie, uh, I could say groupie leader because I'm getting, I'm, I'm becoming a groupie. The more I learned about Rosa Parks, the more I realized that I should have been a groupie years ago. I mean, the people that jumped in line to follow the uh, the lane that she established with her commitment was is amazing. So definitely, I want to introduce my friend uh, Michael Harris. He is the uh, the coordinator, the chair of the uh, 24th annual Rosa Parks birthday. Uh, Michael, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing okay. And you're not in charge of her birthday. You're in charge of celebrating her birthday. Right? That's my Well, point. yeah. I'm, I'm in charge of lifting up her legacy. Uh, and each year on her birthday or the Monday after her birthday, uh, for the last 24 years, we've been celebrating an official uh, recognition by the California State Legislature to honor the legacy of Rogosu Park. And other states around the around the country are doing the same thing now, more and more and more. Um, and so, how are we doing that? I know here in the city of San Bernardino, thanks to your uh, informing us and laying out a groundwork, uh, we are going to be acknowledging and celebrating uh, Rosa Parks' birthday on her birthday downtown San Bernardino at the Rosa Parks Memorial Building, the State Building. I um, want to thank you for everything you've done to push us in that direction and to support us as we go. Uh, I note, too, that that's happening. You're pushing that all across the state. How's it going? Oh, it, it's, uh, it is building in, a, in an amazing way. Uh, and I, I'm not certain of the group, and I, I'm going to reach out to them uh, you know, next year. Uh, there's a group that's putting on transit equity days around the state. Um, and I think it's their sixth year. Uh, and that effort is, uh, building Rosa Parks day, uh, as well uh, throughout the state of California. Transit equity day. Yeah. That's yeah. something that, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to move on. We're going to have to take a little short break, but folks, at home, you could Google it if you'd like to, but Transit Equity Day, it's a holiday in honor of civil rights leader Rosa Parks, celebrated in the United States by on her birthday, February 4th. Rosa Parks Day was created by a network of unions, including the Labor Sustainability Network in 2017. Now, that's, that, that, I guess the transit day was established in 2017. No, that's not true. When was the transit day started and when was Yeah, that, that, that sounds about right. That sounds it's about uh, right. six mm -hmm. years for it. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's, it, like I said, it, it's a group of unions. But, I mean, you know, the legislation that established Rosa Parks Day was done at the California State Legislature in 2000. And uh, I've, I've recently found out that it was done in Michigan, uh, you know, last century, you know, uh, 1997. Uh, then after she died in 2005, uh, Ohio came on board. And then there's one other state that came on board. So, yeah, the, the, there's folks that want to make it a national holiday, interestingly enough. Uh, on uh, not not on her birthday, uh, in December first, the day that she was arrested, honoring the day that she was arrested, and started the movement. Well, uh, the, mm -hmm. the idea being that uh, more and more people are paying attention to the legacy, uh, or her connection to the legacy, or the legacy's connection to her, uh, the civil <laughs> the civil rights movement. Uh, my mother, my mother wonders why it's taken us so long uh, to focus on that and actually let's let me bear the burden 
she's wonders, Butch, what take you so long to get on Rosa Parks? <laughs> so <laughs> so I'll, I'll have to wear that uh, that that crown of uh, ignorance on my own. Uh, and, and we're going to do everything we can to spread the word about the importance of uh, Rosa Parks. The issue of this Transit Equity Day, I think, is very interesting in that, you know, it is an acknowledgement of what occurred when Rosa parked so we could ride. <laughs> we, she, uh, this transportation issue, this transportation equity concept, we need to talk about that and we'll do it right after this break. Uh, I was notified of the break when the music came up, but the music sounded so. You know, this Route 66 thing. But anyway, that's the movement. We will be right back after this short break. We'll continue our talk a little bit about the Transit Equity Day and about a few more things that equity suggests uh, beyond what it looks like and sounds like because we don't want to just ride the bus, do we? We'll be right back. Get your kicks on Route 66. Publish your legal notice in West Side Story newspaper. For the best service and the best rates, call 909-384-8131. Publishing legal notices in the city and county of San Bernardino since 1990. West Side Story provides friendly expert service. Call 909-384-8131 to benefit from budget-friendly rates. Whether a fictitious business name, a name change, a divorce summons, or any other legal or public notice, call West Side Story newspaper, 909-384-8131. 909-384-8131. That's 909-384-8131. Join the Riverside County Black Chamber of Commerce. Enjoy the benefits of membership designed to support and accelerate your business. Make valuable contacts with other professionals. Expand your resources and your customers. Update your learning experience via the Chamber's low and no-cost seminars and workshops. Improve your social media impact. The Chamber is dedicated to supporting your unique business needs. Take your first steps to the next level. Join the Riverside County Black Chamber of Commerce. Call 951-823-0175. That's 951-823-0175. I'm Peppy Jackson, the president of the Riverside County Black Chamber of Commerce. You have my personal invitation. St. Louis, Joplin, Missouri, and Oklahoma City looks mighty pretty, you'll see. Amarillo, Gallup, New Mexico, Flagstaff, Arizona, don't forget Winona, Kingman, Boston, San Bernardino. Oh man, and when you get to San Bernardino and head a little further west to Fontana, you will want to stop. At Rocks, Louisiana, fried chicken and seafood restaurant. They specialize in seafood and southern cooking. If you're in the mood for some seafood, the most popular options there include crab cakes, fresh fish, oysters, shrimp, and po' boy sandwiches. And if you want to savor some delicious southern food, the menu features a variety of flavorful favorites, offering jambalaya slow-cooked gumbo with rice and a hearty oxtail dish with rice and gravy. Now that's the seafood. Now you also, they also feature crispy fried chicken, greens, mac and cheese, and more, plus banana pudding. Oh man, sometimes they even have that great, I, I, I shouldn't say this, I'm not sure if they have any today, but I, I know if you, banana pudding, man, you know what the next best thing is? peach cobbler. I said it. They may have some. You double check. They're not open yet, but they'll be open at 1130. You will not want to sit down watching somebody's football game and not have something from Rocks, Louisiana, fried chicken and seafood restaurant. Give them a call. 909-275-3360. Have your food waiting for you. 909-275-3360. They're right on the corner of Sierra and Foothill on Route 66 in Fontana. This is Wallace Allen. 
I'm here talking with uh, my friend, your friend, our historian, our Renaissance man, Mr. Michael Harris, about Rosa Parks and Transit Day and the idea that, uh, well, as, as, as one uh, definition of Transit Day puts it, uh, Transit Day is uh, simply, let's see, uh, what do you say, simply the idea that everyone the goal is to provide the same access to affordable and reliable transportation to everyone. Uh, another idea of there is that transit equity concerns come up when wealthier and more educated parts of society receive more transportation benefits while communities of color and lower income levels receive less. Hmm, sounds familiar in a lot of other ways. But the idea being that uh, in the transportation industry, because of Rosa Parks, once again, parking so that we could ride, the labor unions are seeing and taking advantage of the movement, the thought that equity suggests that, uh, is that we should all have access to transportation. And that's a great thing. But do we just want access to transportation, Mr. Harris? Well, I mean, when I no. ask that question, yes, thank you. <laughs> the, the, the short answer is no. And the, the idea that uh, Rosa Parks Day is the day that they chose to, uh, you know, further, you know, their goal of transit equity in the context of the current transportation system and the future transportation system. So th there's they're, they're co-equal goals. They can be on Rosa Parks Day, but it, it's also uh, very incumbent upon us to look at transportation systems in its totality. Um, how did Rosa Parks family get here to uh, Alabama? You know, what were the transportation systems in the, the, the capital city of the Confederacy, Dixie, uh, Montgomery, Alabama, and, and, you know, Rosa Parks certainly wasn't the first to get uh, uh, treated foul on the transportation system. Oh, no, because our first transportation system getting us here was one we didn't even want. Well, no, one-way <laughs> boat mean, ride. Yeah, one-way boat ride, okay. you know, that, uh, <laughs> that, that, that free transportation was not uh, acceptable in the long run, and uh, the world evidently, ultimately, realize that probably more for economic reasons than for uh, uh, moral reasons, but I'll take yeah. it either way it went. Well, that, and yes, and the, the idea that, you know, uh, her, Rosa Parks is the perfect example because her indigenous blood, uh, Creek and Cherokee, you know, on her patrilineal, matrilineal grandparents' side, um, as well as Irish, Scottish, and African... So all of those folks uh, migrated here, transportation systems, uh, you know, not the indigenous Indians, but their people have been using transportation systems from time immemorial. And so, you know, black folks didn't wait. Um, you go to Egypt right now and see the ships that were used to build the pyramids, you know, right next to the pyramid, large ocean-going vessels. So transportation systems have been around for a long time. And people of African descent, in this case, have a unique experience with it. Today, the transportation secretary for the state of California is a man of African descent, uh, born in Nashville, parents from, from Africa, uh, Nigerian. Uh, so Tooks is his name, Brother Tooks. Uh, and so when there's billions and billions, and you look at it as a whole, almost a trillion dollars, being spent on California transportation systems, how are we participating well, in the economic lifeblood of an economy, which is how you move goods and services around, planes, trains, ships, and buses and cars. So that is a broader look at, you know, transportation systems. But Rosa Parks uh, is the spark that changed global transportation systems where folks could sit where they want to sit through well, Broward yeah. and Gale lawsuits. And it changes your, 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 your view here because 
once again, you know, transportation, it moves people, but the people have to have something to say about that movement. Do I want to go? Is this a system that is great because it takes me where I want to go, or is it great for you because it destroyed my neighborhood uh, with, with, with the plan? Uh, we understand that uh, most of the transportation, the great routes, were probably established before we had our great engineers come and, and, and build roads. The indigenous people were traveling on this planet long before we were here paving highways. And uh, from what I can understand, thanks to you and others who of wisdom, uh, many of the highways follow some of the ancient indigenous trails that were established long before uh, the Mayflower. So when we look at transportation and the intent of transportation projects, I think uh, the equity of the transportation demands that uh, everybody be involved in the policy that's going to be involved in the effects of the policy. So I, I, I welcome the thought and I welcome the fact that people are identifying the need based on some of the actions that uh, represent the sacrifices of folks who were pushing for equity. So I, I think it's a great thing. And uh, once again, I'm, I'm proud to be affiliated, associated, and uh, inspired by Ms. Rosa Parks. And once again, we're going to have a great, a great reception here for her uh, in her name, in her vision, in her memory. Uh, on the 4th of February, downtown San Bernardino, uh, I don't know if I should say it's invitational, but I know one thing, we won't have enough to feed everybody. <laughs> so we're going to have to figure something out. <laughs> but I don't, I don't want to be the one to tell you that you can't come. So so we'll figure it out. You know, maybe maybe I'll tell you to bring a sandwich when you come in case you get there and not part of the group of people that gets fed. But it'll be great. And it'll, uh, you know what? On that corner where the Rosa Parks memorial building is is part of the route 66 alternative route as it comes through san bernardino so you'll be able to do that and you won't even have to go to rocks to do that but i want you to go to rocks but i don't want <laughs> i don't want you to miss route 66 we're going to take a short break and uh, when we come back my friend don smith is here he he is uh, involved with uh, many things that have to do with equity, housing being the main aspect of what he what he pursues. Uh, but there's a, a need to count, to calculate, to find out where, how many homeless people are so that we can, I don't know, maybe I need to get them over to the Rosa Parks today and feed them. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm not opposed to it. We'll figure it out. But we're going to talk to Don as soon as we get back from this very, very short information informative short but very informative take notes and follow through and support those who are supporting us we'll be right back publish your legal notice in west side story newspaper for the best service and the best rates call 909-384-8131 publishing legal notices in the city and county of san bernardino since 1990 west side story provides friendly expert service call 909-384-8131 to benefit from budget-friendly rates whether a fictitious business name a name change, a divorce summons, or any other legal or public notice, call West Side Story Newspaper, 909-384-8131. 909-384-8131. That's 909-384-8131. I'm a real old Gallup, New Mexico. Flagstaffers on a, don't forget banana, King and Boston, San Bernardino. Nat King Cole, boy, he made that song something that, uh, mm. but you know, that's probably one of the most recorded songs in history. Um, I'm thinking about recording it myself. I don't hear your chairs uh, rolling back and you guys rushing off to the store to buy this or order it. Uh, okay, well, I don't know. We'll, we'll work it out. Don, how are you doing this morning? Very good, very good. Don, your organization is the, let me get to my notes here, Pathways 
pathways to housing, i.e. pathway pathways to housing, network. That means here in the Inland Empire, your goal is pulling together a network of folks that are involved in housing, supplying housing, building housing. Um, tell us the, the breadth of what you do there. Well, the um, what we do is uh, help uh, develop initiatives and build coalitions and collaboratives to work together on solutions to the growing housing crisis here in the IE, California, nationwide. I know there's some people who wish we could take care of the housing crisis before it was growing, because there's some people who were houseless and homeless a couple of years ago who are still that way, and they're being joined by more people who are houseless, homeless, uh, and, and stuck in the rain on rainy nights. Uh, how does your network work? How does it deal with this situation? And I suppose one of the uh, aspects of that is you're having a count of homeless people. We're going to determine the number of homeless people. Uh, is this a local thing? Is this okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This takes place all across the country. Uh, tell us about that. So, uh, on an annual basis, um, nationwide, uh, over 400 communities across the country are charged with conducting a uh, census account of those experiencing homelessness within their communities uh, during the last uh, 10 days of January. So everybody in the nation's doing that. Um, and so um, here in the um, IE, or at least in San Bernardino County, uh, the day we're conducting that census is on uh, next Thursday this coming Thursday, the uh, 25th. Uh, and the, the point is, uh, on an annual basis, to take um, an evaluation of what's happening within the communities, uh, notice the trends, identify um, how we're progressing in addressing the issue. And um, So what does this count? I mean, how do we do the count? Uh, so it, it involves two steps. One is a <coughs> census of all those who are uh, being sheltered through um, programs to provide emergency shelter or transitional housing, uh, as well as we have hundreds of volunteers throughout the county who uh, in the streets on the morning of the 25th uh, engaging people uh, where they live uh, and uh, getting a, a information on them so we can just measure how we're doing in our efforts to address the, uh, the challenge. Uh, are you still looking for people to participate in the count? Do you still need volunteers or have they been secured for this? Uh, we can always use volunteers. Um, the count is only as good as the effort put forth mm -hmm. to uh, uh, fully and comprehensively engage all of those who are experiencing homelessness on that day. Uh, so we can always use volunteers. Um, it's the, actually organized by city, so each city ha does their own uh, count and has a, a collective of volunteers that um, are, are being put together. Uh, do you, have you, um, boy, that, that, that scared me when we talked about each city, because now I'm talking about each city, I'm looking at borders, and I look at how the streets get bad between cities sometimes because the border is the place where you know where we have the argument as to who claims what, and because of the ease of uh, or the lack of uh, mm, concentration of of of, of, uh, of uh, concentration of inspectors, concentration at the borders. That would be the place if I was homeless, I'd probably go because I'm not looking at as much officialdom at the borders as I am in the heart of the city. 
uh, that's something to think about. I'm gonna go back to that and I may be just paranoid. But my question is, if I were volunteering, what kind of instructions would I get as a volunteer? I'm sure that might depend on what I was volunteering for. Well, actually, uh, there's a comprehensive training that everybody goes through that, that touches upon the methodology and how to approach people and safety issues and all of that. So um, people are well prepared for how to engage. Nobody goes out alone. They go out in teams of three to four people. Oftentimes, uh, law enforcement is either part of those teams or in the area to, to uh, make sure there's no safety issues going on. So. Um, Definitely, anyone who wants to get involved. So, social can, can, can services people available as well? Yes, a lot of people are, are city and county staff, employees that participate in doing this, uh, social service providers, community-based providers who do this stuff every day. So uh, a lot of people doing it uh, know how to do this and where to go out and, and find people. Very good. Now, the ideas of, of finding and, and calculating their their housing and home situation uh, are we at any point assessing any other issues with them or is this strictly about their housing or do we notice that uh, he someone has um, some physical ailment or even some mental obvious mental issues the, do we note those things and yes the methodology includes um now we don't collect names or social security numbers or anything so it's mm -hmm. completely anonymous for the person that we're engaging but we capture age and uh health conditions and um other behavioral health challenge issues are, are part of the questioning um where communities where they originated from or, or uh, those types of th how long they've been uh, in that uh, experiencing homelessness uh, so a, a lot of information is captured through this effort what are the uh, Don the weaknesses that you see as that the account has and I, I note the strengths are, are at least it gives us some more information but but I, I'm I'm a little wondering if as we can gather volunteers to go and do this if we could shadow the volunteers possibly with some actual support and help because if I notice someone who's really in a traumatic mental situation I don't want to not get his name <laughs> I don't want to not record the location I'd actually like to see if we could escort and move that person into some immediate situation of circumstance that's going to help them in their situation. Uh, that's a weakness that I'm sensing, but then again, you know, I, I tend to be paranoid. That's kind of protected me through my 150 years as a black man here. So the methodology actually uh, includes provisions, uh, and it's part of the training too, for people who are in an immediate medical mm -hmm, need. Mm -hmm. There, Within the system, there are um, structures in place to respond immediately to that. So we reach out, we have special teams that are prepared okay. to go and respond to those So we uh, have a way of, of identifying them without uh, their name and social security number if we see a need to actually refer someone. We have a way to get you know, emergency assistance out there All to right. then engage that person and then that, it's up to that person whether to accept the, the help that's coming. But yes, then that, yes, yes, that's yes, separated yes. from the information we're collecting as yes. part of the count. Very good, very good. Uh, Mr. Harris. Yes, sir. Uh, have you uh, been listening? Has anything uh, come up to you to to praise or to uh, question uh, what's going on or to f uh, help facilitate? Well, no, I, I, I praise the effort and it is, uh, in my understanding, much more comprehensive and it is not just simply, you know, putting out an effort to justify numbers so there's more funding coming. Uh, it is actually, uh, as I'm hearing uh, in, in San Bernardino, uh, mirror what's happening in Northern California, where it's actually uh, providing emergency services to people that they actually see that uh, could do harm to themselves or harm to the community uh, in, in, a, in an expedited way. So I'm happy to hear that's happening down there as well. Very good. So that uh, that equity 
movement in housing uh, it helps to continue continue our theme uh, on our transit equity day I did not mention and point out that uh, it's free there's free transportation available on our uh, Omnitrans system here in San Bernardino the Metrolink uh, throughout Los Angeles um, so there is a you know a symbolic um, uh, expression by our transportation agencies that has a very real effect uh, on some people on that on that weekend. Um, well, no, it's it's not symbolic. The the idea that uh, transportation we've been doing this all around the state for twenty twenty four years. Transportation systems all around the state uh, are intentionally saving a seat in front of the bus for Rosa Parks, and it, it creates dialogue. There's efforts to, you know, work with the school system to talk to kids about it. Uh, we have a historic bus that goes in front of the state capitol. Uh, this year, the transportation chair of the transportation committee, assembly committee, happens to be the chair of the Black Caucus. And we're engaging her staff to, you know, hopefully have her come out busy day on Monday mm-hmm. hearings and all. But I'm sure part of the day she'll come out and, and share how transportation system impacted her life. And she has the, the chair of the transportation committee for the state of California that's helped funding the high-speed rail that goes from uh, uh, the, the historic Route 66 to Vegas. Well, now I'm going to pull a relationship between transportation and homelessness that uh, isn't very attractive to some but very relieving and comforting to others and that's as I read about people on the Metrolink or even on the buses there's sometimes homeless people find that riding that all day or a long time helps the day go by and actually provides them with a to the dismay of others, a place to maybe catch a nap or two. Uh, Don, is that something that is in my imagination, or is that uh, something that comes up as you guys discuss homelessness and the effects that uh, it has on other aspects of society? Well, definitely um, there is an issue uh, with uh, people using public transportation as a place to um, to be when they have nowhere else to go. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it is a challenge. It is, you know, there, there are a lot of places like that within, besides transportation and libraries and you know, it's a lot of public places that, that become those venues where, where people go. Uh, so. And yet uh, we find some people saying that, you know, they don't, they, they being the homeless, don't necessarily want to be involved in these public uh, attempts to house them because we can say transportation and they'll say the bus we can say it's a transportation they'll say it's a train which gives stability to the idea of a place to lay to sit to use to sleep to rest to do whatever um, I'm I'm kind of agreeing with them them being those who utilize these uh, transportation facilities uh, for something other than transportation. They're using them for rest stops. Um, I'm looking at is that some type of solution? You know, is as as we do what we do, uh, does it make sense to hook up an extra train car to the Metrolink and designate it as a rest stop? I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. You know, <laughs> that's, sitting. That's not si- something I've. That's not I, a concept I've. No, really it's made not. Suggest, and, and it's because I haven't sat here with you know you three, four geniuses to to make that thought come out. But it it, it seems obvious to me that people have determined that that's is successful for them and safe. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's it, safe in a certain way, and, and and like all ideas, it would have to be worked out. But Michael, it's a temporary ahead. solution. But but no, the bottom yeah. line is temporary the, the, is permanent for some people because 
Yes. There's somebody who sought temporary relief last night who, because they didn't find it, probably don't need any relief anymore. And I'm suggesting that maybe this weather killed somebody last it's night. It's because they don't have another option. Yes. Um, 95% of the people so that I engage... So a temporary, will, a temporary solution is a good solution if that's the only solution. I can't argue with that. Yes, sir. But the bottom line is we need places for everybody to live. Housing uh, is a human right and should be treated as such and every every person within our communities should have a roof over their head, a place to keep their stuff. And no matter what their economic situation, no matter what their behavioral health challenges are, everybody should have a roof over their head and a place to keep their stuff. Now somebody, somebody is, in, in, and it depends on, I don't know what it depends on, but somebody has said, the government's not here to take care of people. That's not our job. We're not here to be, we're, you, you should be able to take care of your own self. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Blah, 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 yada, 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 and, and all of that stuff. But we claim to be civilized. Well, and, and a civilized society should, cannot call itself, I don't think, civilized if it's got poor, hungry, unhoused, uneducated people with mental problems standing on the edges of their society, walking through the middle of it, and these people want to say we're civilized, but we're not taking care of those folks. I want to be civilized. I want to take care. I don't, I don't see it as a, as a, as a uh, you don't work, you don't eat. I, I just don't. I, and, and the moral uh, reason should be the prevailing argument. But even if you accept the, the notion that, well, the government shouldn't be doing it because of, you know, they should be taking care of themselves, the reality is our com quality of life collectively is better when we make sure people have a stable place to live. It's, um, then we spend less on trying to help them living on our streets. We have less crime challenges. We have less issues with, with people who are living in front of businesses and things like that. So it costs significantly less to just make sure somebody has a place to stay than it costs us to deal with people living on the streets. And we all have a better quality of life. So if you just want the economic reason, it's less expensive to make sure somebody has a roof over their head than to have them wandering our streets. So civilization can actually be efficient. It, absolutely. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. We're going to go out and take a short break. We're going to come back and we're going to uh, see if we can solve a few other problems. How does that sound to you, Michael? Can you figure out a problem for us to look at? We'll be oh, right yes. <laughs> With solutions. We'll be right back. Yes. Now you go through St. Louis, Joplin, Missouri, and Oklahoma City looks mighty pretty. You'll see Amarillo, Gallup, New Mexico, Flagstaff, Arizona, don't forget Winona, King and Boston, San Bernardino, want you get hit to this time. Publish your legal notice in West Side Story newspaper. For the best service and the best rates, call 909-384-8131. Publishing legal notices in the city and county of San Bernardino since 1990. West Side Story provides friendly expert service. Call 909-384-8131 to benefit from budget-friendly rates. Whether a fictitious business name, a name change, a divorce summons, or any other legal or public notice, call West Side Story newspaper, 909-384-8131. 909-384-8131. That's 909-384-8131. Join the Riverside County Black Chamber of Commerce. Enjoy the benefits of membership designed to support and accelerate your business. Make valuable contacts with other professionals. Expand your resources and your customers. Update your learning experience via the Chamber's low and no-cost seminars and workshops. Improve your social media impact. The Chamber is dedicated to supporting your unique business needs. Take your first steps to the next level. Join the Riverside County Black Chamber of Commerce. Call 951-823-0175. That's 951-823-0175. I'm Peppy Jackson, the president of the Riverside County Black Chamber of Commerce. You have my personal invitation. 
You know, if you're going to come to California from back east somewhere, you might as well call first so your food can be waiting at Rock's Louisiana Fried Chicken and Seafood Restaurant, where they specialize in seafood and southern cooking. So if you're in the mood for some seafood, their most popular items include crab cakes, fresh fish, oysters, shrimp, and po' boy sandwiches. And if you're wanting to savor some delicious southern food, the menu features a variety of fav- flavorful favorites, including jambalaya with rice and a special slow-cooked gumbo with rice. And then there's this hearty oxtail meal with uh, rice and green gravy. And I don't know, I should stop there and just, man, oxtails with rice and gravy. And the Sunday afternoon going to be rainy watching the game. I think I want some of that. Oh, excuse me, folks. <laughs> oh, yeah, you should uh, you should join me and go to Rock's Louisiana Fried Chicken and Seafood Restaurant for your meal today for watching the game and give them a call. They're right there in at the corner of Sierra and Foothill Boulevard in Fontana. Give them a call, 909-275-3360 for Rock's Louisiana Fried Chicken and Seafood Restaurant, 909-275-3360. See you there. Well, we're talking about solving some problems. Uh, during the break, uh, I got down a little more excited about the idea of uh, the train as a place to work uh, miracles for homeless people. I was, uh, as we talked about Route 66, I'll have to say it reminded me of James Brown and the, and the uh, uh, night train concept, you know, where we, you went from city to city, picking up homeless people, dropping them off at new places. But as Don said, and we'll have services on the train, we'll be able to feed people, we'll be able to clean them up, we'll be able to identify situations and circumstances and drop them off. So that's just a, you know, a little bit of mellowing on a crazy idea that may at some point uh, be feasible and, and, and helpful. Uh, what kind of problem could could you come up with, Michael, that we might be able to solve in the next 10, 15 minutes? I've got one about the more, I've got one about the uh, uh, migrants, people who are trying to get to this country at our southern border. Uh, now, do you guys tell me about this? I, I would build a buffer zone there uh, on government property. I don't want to take private property unless people who own private property wanted to participate. But I would look at building us a, something maybe 20 miles wide and 20 miles deep or 15 miles deep, but a strip that we would put an economic zone in that would allow businesses to come and set up, function and do what they've got to do, not allow them to do any more than 10% of whatever they do, the, the total of what they do, but manufacturing, so that we would be able to have a place for migrants, who are people who are trying to get in a better circumstance from our southern hemisphere countries, our southern borders, and let them come and work. And if you are a, a manufacturer, we create some temporary housing. Because I'm not. Well, that, that, I'm not we, we did that. And that's, that's what decimated the manufacturing base in the United States. And we did that in, in Mexico. Okay, let's go back, let's go back to how it decimated. How, did, how it decimated, because I would imagine it allowed some companies to actually do everything, 100% of all of their work there. But if you're only no, doing no, no, 10%. Not 100%. But what, what happened, okay, so this is, and this is how the transportation system was changed to begin with. Okay. If you, if you go back and look at, you know, E.D. Nixon and the Pullman Porters and the unions that were precluding black folks from not only transporting themselves, but at the end of slavery, just being a human being. You, mm-hmm. One day you were a slave, the next day you were a human being. There was no wraparound services, no services at all. And then we get to the Poor People's Campaign, you know, with King, that, you know, when they killed him, that kind of didn't materialize. Again, earlier wraparound services were poor people. And so now we create this another round of highlighting the, the border that was created with a war with Mexico, mm. where now we're like saying, hey, we want you, but we don't want you. 
but the manufacturing base in the United States was decimated when you know Jimmy Carter and uh, President Clinton, Makila Darrow's, and so the unions were saving money. The corporate structure was not having to you know worry about pensions for you know Mexican workers that are provided services in the United States. So it's a big issue that we're dealing with. It's not a simple issue, this border issue, because if you go back when we took the land in war from Mexico, we created this border. But it was supposed to be, you know, equitable services for Mexicans and the new creation here in California of a state in eight, uh, 1850 was supposed to be equitable. Never was. It was supposed to be equitable, separate but equal. Never was. So there's a broader conversation when we start talking about wraparound services. And as you alluded to earlier, the people that have benefited from government programs, free land, you know, mm-hmm. uh, tax breaks uh, for multimillionaires mm-hmm. uh, to the point where it is a ridiculous amount of money in the political system where corporations and big pension funds are human beings that could weigh in on politics and we don't talk about it. But the idea that on the ground regular human beings are having wraparound services and intelligent conversation about we the people forming a more perfect union, we the people, what do the people want? And if people choose not to participate, well, you're going to get more of the same. But the people that are trying to make a difference at the state level, at the federal level, in making godly sums of money available to the military, mm. if we turn some of that money into helping the least of these, as they pray before they have session, and then they do some of the most ungodly things ever known to man uh, with the money, uh, we'll have a better society. Let- but we have... Uh, just take a look at the budget. See how much money. Is no, going the, to- you're you're absolutely right. Uh, we have <laughs> we it, it's 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 like the the magician. Uh, you mentioned war, and all of a sudden, billions, trillions of dollars are available. Uh, you mentioned uh, peace peace on earth uh, and goodwill toward men, and uh, you know we we can't put put together three three cents to make the noise. Yeah, uh, but the issue again. As I look at the and I look at the news, I hear, the, you know. So, is it true that we have ten thousand plus people a day coming into the country illegally, or because they're inspired for the uh, the prospects of being in America? But that, that that's another show. But this the idea. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no. Let's is, let's let's, let's, let's go on and set the agenda. The let's set the agenda for the next show. Is it true? Okay, well, so is that, it true that, that so people the, the, are the the count that's coming up this week? Uh, you know, there is provisions. I believe it is up north to not necessarily differentiate between whether you're here illegally or legally. You, if you're homeless, you're here. You're homeless. Right. I, I don't think they right? make that differentiate. No, no, well, no, that, no differentiation. It's, it's, it's part of the conversation where it's it's, it's okay to be. Uh, if you're here, you know, you're part of the United States. You're yeah, a resident. You are. And you need services. Well, you need services because you might sit next to me on the bus and cough. I want you to be well. I want you to be educated. <laughs> That's right. You I need want you services to be for the benefit of all of us. Yes, and I want you all of us. We, the, the services, if you want to be selfish, if protect you by making sure these right. folks are healthy and have a stable place and, to live so they're not robbing your place or, or, or spreading disease. I want you to be disease. able to read so you're <laughs> you know? on the right bus. Yeah. Uh, if so, my next question was, is it true with... <laughs> With people who are, I mean, the, the the courage it takes for somebody to talk about walking, walking miles, let alone walking miles through jungle, walking miles through hostile territory, whether it be the environment of the land, the geography, or the environment of other people, and to say you're coming to America to help improve your life, and you're going to improve other people's lives, are these people actually paying smugglers? Or is that a rumor? Are these people paying actually five, 
ten, fifteen thousand dollars to yes. get to the border. Yes. yes. And we yes. are a capitalist. We are a capitalist country, and we are letting smugglers and thieves stand between us and money and people of courage and 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 integrity. That's stupid. I don't mean to be stupid, but well, you described that in our you described that taking place in our halls of uh, in our halls of, uh, of, of, of legislature. Uh, it, it takes place in a lot of places, but those contradictions—that's a tremendous contradiction. I, I, and you're right, Michael. That's another show. I can't wait for it. Well, I guess I'll have to because we're out of you know we're quickest hour on radio. But the the solution to this is continued conversation the solution make the count yes get the data provide services help where you can the thousand starship fish on the sea grab one that's right and and i tell you what you're going to find the ability and circumstance today somewhere with somebody that you can probably change their life probably change their life so don't wait till thursday don't wait till next week you can use today it's okay you could use today to make the world a better place, and, and, and we'd appreciate you for it, and we love you for even thinking about it. But you can. You're going to see somebody. You know somebody. You'll walk by somebody. Ah, take a minute. Slow down. Show some compassion. Treat them the way you want to be treated. That's the golden rule, and it works. God bless you. Thank you so much for being with us. Don, I appreciate you. Moodmaster, I forget you're here sometimes because you're so good. Eric, God bless you. Thank you so much. And Michael, I love you, brothers. I, I just don't know where you've spent the rest of your life that uh, I was. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.